Hi guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. I hope that everyone's week is going great. Let's get right into what's new with me. First off, I feel like I have a sunny disposition because this past week has been phenomenal weather. So nice, so sunny, so warm. Please stay that way, Chicago. Please, please, please. It is so pleasant. And walking to work just feels so much nicer. Honestly, my commute is not bad at all. But walking in the sun is always better than walking in the rain, which is exactly what I've had to do every single time I've gone into the office before this week. So I'm loving the weather. It's putting me in a great mood. Other than that, I'm in a pretty good mood regardless because I came off a really great, really fun, fulfilling weekend. I got to see friends, went to a new dinner place on Saturday, went to a rooftop bar. Sunday was Mother's Day and I was unfortunately not able to be with my mom, but we made sure to FaceTime her, reminded her how much we all love her, and that we cannot wait to all be together again, which hopefully is going to be very, very soon. Another thing about Sunday is that it was entirely productive. Me and my boyfriend did so much that we have been putting off. We did all of our laundry, all of our bedding, all of the towels. We went grocery shopping. We completely cleaned the apartment. We both worked on some individual stuff that we needed to get done. Overall, just a fantastic way to round out the weekend. I love ending Sunday that way. Also, I don't know if you guys feel the same way. But whenever you do something on a Friday, your weekend feels so much longer. Like we did something Friday night, Saturday during the day, Saturday night, and then got a ton done on Sunday. It just felt so full. I love that feeling going into the week, and that's exactly how this week started. So it was off to a good start. And now it's Thursday, and we are almost at the weekend again. Cannot wait for more days of sleeping in, that's for sure. That's really all that's new with me, so let's get right into what's hot. This week, I have one story, and I don't even know if you can really call it a story, because there is no information about this online, which is incredibly shocking. Here's the background. Last week on Monday, as everyone knows, it was the Met Gala, and during Vogue's live stream, they teased a trailer to a documentary tribute to Virgil Abloh, and they said that this week it was going to be released on Vogue.com. Now, I was really interested in this. You guys know I love Virgil Abloh. So I was looking online to get more details about it. And guys, truly, radio silence. There is nothing about this upcoming documentary online anywhere. Not on Vogue, not on Google, anywhere. The documentary short film is supposed to be called One Day Virgil Asked. I typed that in, I looked everywhere. The only place that has any sort of mention of it is on Twitter by I think two or three accounts and all they did was reference the short clip that was played at the Met Gala. So I'm very confused. It's now Thursday. We haven't seen this come out yet. It hasn't been promoted on Vogue's Instagram. It hasn't been promoted on Off-White's Instagram. I don't know you guys, but I was very excited to see this. From the trailer, it seemed like so many different people were in it. It seems like it's really well done. But now I don't know where it is, when it's coming out, any of the details. But I just thought that was so, so bizarre. And I wanted to make it a story this week because I feel like no one is reporting on this. Literally no one. So if you guys have any more information about this short documentary about Virgil Abloh on Vogue.com, 
please let me know. I definitely want to see it. And if you guys have not heard about this, well then stay tuned because I will definitely report back once I hear more, once I know when to watch it, where to watch it, all the information. I just had to put it on your guys' radar because so incredibly bizarre, right? So weird to promote it on as big of a platform as the Met Gala live stream and then for it to just effectively disappear? Bizarre. We'll all stay tuned to see if this story develops and how it develops. Alright guys, like I said, that's the only What's Hot story this week, so let's get right into what's good. First up for what's good, I have two movies, one of which I had seen before, one of which I had not, both about the same person. Maybe a little bit weird that I'm having an obsession with this topic right now, but once you guys hear about it, you'll understand why. It's exactly in the vein of the films that I'm very interested in. The two movies are Jobs and Steve Jobs. Obviously, both are about Steve Jobs, the co-founder of Apple. Here's your summary for Jobs. College dropout Steve Jobs, played by Ashton Kutcher, together with his friend, technical whiz kid Steve Wozniak, played by Josh Gad, sparks a revolutionary home computer with the innovation of the Apple One in 1976. Built in the garage of Jobs' parents, the device and the subsequent formation of Apple Inc. have changed the world for all time. Though he is viewed as a visionary, Jobs' tenure as Apple's leader is a rocky one, leading to his eventual ouster from the company he co-founded. Like I just mentioned in there, Ashton Kutcher is the lead of this movie. He plays Steve Jobs. This movie was the one that I had not seen before, and I found it very, very interesting how different the two movies are. This movie very much focused on how the company started, from basement to this hyper-successful company. I thought it did a really great job of telling the story and some exact details within the story. I do feel, though, it was lacking a bit of the inspirational aspect of this story. There were certain things, I think mostly stylistically, that I feel like they could have done very differently to almost heighten the audience's emotions about what they're seeing on screen. Some of those scenes that I feel like we were supposed to feel the most excited about what's happening really lacked something in my opinion, and it may have been multiple little things. Like I noticed in some movies similar to this, when a scene like that is taking place, the music gets louder and the cuts between scenes are very intentional and the dialogue is fast. Whereas in this movie, it felt like the music almost got quieter and the dialogue became slower. Again, this was just my opinion on it. But I do think that having seen this movie and then watching the next movie, it made me understand the story even better. So the next movie, like I said, is Steve Jobs. Here's your summary. With public anticipation running high, Apple Inc. co-founder Steve Jobs, played by Michael Fassbender, and Steve Woz Wozniak, get ready to unveil the first Macintosh in 1984. Jobs must also deal with personal issues related to ex-girlfriend Chrisanne Brennan and their young daughter Lisa. Eventually fired, Jobs launches Next Inc. and prepares to release a new computer model in 1988. Ten years later, Jobs is back at Apple Inc. and about to revolutionize the industry once again with the iMac. 
This movie came out two years after the first one, stylistically incredibly different, very fast-paced, very high-intensity, has those inspirational moments, also very much focuses on different events within the storyline. As you can tell from this summary, this one focuses way more on his relationship with his daughter. I personally am partial to this one, but I will say that I'm a little biased because the writer of this film is Aaron Sorkin, and he writes a lot of my favorite films, so it does make sense for me personally. But I will say that this is only the second time that I've seen this movie, Steve Jobs, and watching Jobs before I watched this movie, I felt like I had a better understanding of everything that they were talking about in the second movie. Because like I said, the conversations in Steve Jobs, very fast-paced, sometimes even hard to follow. They're going through different scenes, different timelines, and they're showing you all of it at the same time. And I remember it definitely was hard for me to follow the first time that I watched this movie. And I think I got a lot more out of it and liked it better having just watched Jobs. So obviously, watching both of these movies can be quite a commitment. They're both around two hours and they do focus on the same person and the same company. So I understand if you won't want to do that, but if you do want to do that, suddenly you have a random feeling like you want to watch more on the Apple story. Both of these movies are available to you. You can watch Jobs on Hulu or Amazon Prime, and you can watch Steve Jobs on Netflix. Alright guys, next up for what's good is a purchase that I am so excited to talk to you guys about. I decided to treat myself to invest in something that I've really wanted for a while now. I have not been able to get myself to buy it, but then I was in the market for a new tote bag. I went on the real real one because I wanted to shop sustainably, so I was either going to look up sustainable tote bags or I was going to buy one secondhand, which is also a sustainable option. So I went on the real real, checked out what they had, and they happened to have a bag that I've had my eyes on for so long and I just did it. I decided I've wanted it. I still want it. I should get it. So I'm sure you're all wondering, what is this bag, Emma? Please tell us. Well, very on theme to the What's Hot story, because this bag is the off-white Care of Virgil Abloh tote bag from the 2018 collection by Virgil Abloh. It's black canvas. It has the graphic print. It's the one that has tote bag written on it in quotation marks. It has tonal hardware, flat handles, and single adjustable shoulder strap that says off-white on it, and it's an open top. As I have said multiple times on this podcast, on other podcasts, I'm a huge fan of Virgil Abloh. Such an incredibly sad loss. And this is a purchase that I know I'm going to have forever. It is 100% an investment piece in my own collection of things. I love it, not only for the designer, but also for the design. It's just fantastic. It's oversized. It looks cute with so many outfits. It's a statement. It's a piece of history. And I'm telling myself that I really, really, really need to use it. I don't just want this bag sitting around, keeping it in mint condition forever. Because yes, obviously, that is how you build investment pieces, but I more want it to be used, lived in. I want this bag to be my own, so that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to use it. I'm going to love it. I'm going to wear it. Definitely make the most out of my purchase. 
if you guys want to see what this bag looks like, go head over to the Instagram at Typically Peachy. I took some detail shots for you guys. You'll get the full picture over there. Also, like I said, purchasing from the Real Real, so great. You find some amazing pieces. Also, pieces that you may have thought I'm never going to be able to get this because, like I said, this was from the 2018 collection. So it's not like Off-White is still selling this bag, so you really do have to get it from a secondhand retailer. And this is a fantastic one to use. They authenticate everything. They make you feel very secure in buying secondhand, which personally I love, especially when you're going to make more of an investment purchase. Peace of mind is priceless. If you guys want to look to see if there are any bags that you like from there, accessories, clothing, they really do have it all from quite literally every brand that you can think of. Go check out the options on therealreal.com. Next up for what's good is a program that I have been using recently. Last episode, I told you guys that I've been working on something that I'm not quite yet ready to announce. But for that, I've been using this a lot and it has been a lifesaver, so easy to use, and so premium. This is Canva. I had never used Canva prior to this, but it is so user-friendly. I feel like everyone that is trying to start something, create something, you need imagery, you need logos, you need templates. You can get all of that with Canva. And one really nice thing about it is that I feel like a lot of programs are pretty hard to understand unless you've been using them for quite some time and are practicing new things on it daily like Photoshop or any of the other Adobe programs, which personally, I'm a huge fan of Photoshop, but I do think that it takes a little bit more time to learn and perfect. I'm nowhere near perfect at Photoshop. I just like to practice a lot. But with Canva, it really is so simple. On their website, they tell you exactly how to use them based on what you need them for. Some of their principles that they list out, start inspired. With thousands of professional templates, images, and quality content to choose from, get a head start on bringing your best ideas and work to life. Collaborate with ease. Invite people to edit with you or set your whole team up in Canva Pro to manage brand assets, leave feedback, get approvals, and scale your visual content. Share with pride. Whether you're presenting, downloading, scheduling, sharing, or printing, Enjoy seeing your work make an impact in the real world. Templates for absolutely anything. Customize an office template or design something more personal like an invitation. And lastly, work solo or as a team. Whether you're on your own or part of a small, big, local, or global team, get all your work and communication done here, on brand, every time. So as you can tell from those short descriptions, they have so many capabilities. Maybe this is perfect for you. Maybe this is perfect as a gift for someone if you want to get them Canva Pro. I think that's a great idea for anybody starting to create something on their own. Go to canva.com, see what works best for you. They have Canva Free, Canva Pro, and Canva Enterprise. Last up for what's good, your song. It was on New Music Friday last week on Spotify. The song is Something to Someone by Dermot Kennedy. You can find it on our playlist, Typically Peachy, What's Good on Spotify. Alright guys, last up for this episode, Need to Know Basis. As I just mentioned in the previous section of this podcast, I bought a bag. And it really got me thinking, 
about my purchases, specifically about my items that I would consider investments. And I don't mean investments like investing money in companies or things like that. I mean personal product investments. I've told you guys this before in a podcast episode that I've never had buyer's remorse, only non-buyer's remorse. And while that may label me as a shopaholic, I feel like it's good to be honest with yourself. And I say that because if there are things that make you really happy that you can responsibly afford, why not go for it? Why not get them? And I know you're probably thinking in your head, well, Emma, there are a million reasons why you shouldn't get things even if you can afford them. But I would like to argue that while that's true, I think that sometimes people overuse that and never end up treating themselves. Or they wait way too long to treat themselves. Maybe that's a hot take, but life is short. What's the point of waiting forever to buy something if that just means you're going to have it for less time? Now, that was my first point, and I do believe all of it. But also, I think it's important to note that for the most part, purchases and big purchases are not on a whim. I think most people really do think about their purchases. And I would suggest thinking before you buy. I'm not just saying buy the first thing that you see or buy everything that you want. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying give it some thought. Think if what you're buying will be meaningful and purposeful to you in a year from now. In 10 years from now. I feel like as I'm getting older, I'm definitely valuing staple items more and purchasing things that I know are going to last and also hold a meaning for me and a place in my own personal history. You know, like where I was in my life at the time that I got that. Or past that, what was happening in the world. The fact that I'm buying this bag now means something for me, but also it means something in the fact that Virgil Abloh recently passed away. It is a memorial piece and it's a tribute, and to me, it's so much more than just a bag. And maybe you don't feel the same way about bags, but maybe you do about something else. Maybe it's artwork or furniture. Or maybe it's even an exotic food item for you or anything. I think it's just about rethinking how we buy. In my case, adding to a collection rather than just adding to a closet. Really curating the items in your life. That way, buying the bag won't seem like an impulse. It'll feel intentional because it is. So definitely think about it, but also act on it. Buy the bag. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have a great rest of your week, a fantastic weekend. Spend some time with the people that you love. Say something nice to a stranger. Invest in your indulgences. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. (laughs) 